Welcome to your football fantasy. All right, Tuesday time, waiver day. It's the best day of the week. It's the first chance on the week that you've got to beat your friends. Pick up the best players available. Fool them into taking the bullshit players available and prep yourself for another big week. It's week seven, going into week seven here in the NFL. We've got a handful of teams on by the Packers, the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Raiders on by, which means you likely have some wide receivers that you've got to put on your bench. So it's time to go out looking to see who's available. Uh, as we've said time and time again, wide receivers are probably the easiest position to pick up here in the waiver wire. But I've got a handful of them for you I want to point out. Some guys that I think can get it done for you this week, maybe even moving forward. First one, Christian Kirk of the absolutely awful Arizona Cardinals. Look, Kirk, Christian Kirk, uh, rookie there, double digits, fantasy points in three of the last four games. It appears as though Ro- Rosen likes Christian Kirk. He led the re- team in receiving yards over the last two weeks. Just one less target than Larry Fitzgerald, the target monster of the uh, entire league here last week. 45, 44 yards of his receiving yards in this past week came in the first 15 scripted plays and those first two drives. You've heard me say this before. It's important to see what the coaches are planning in those first 15, 20 plays because that's what they want to do. It doesn't always pan out rest of game. Uh, things go awry rest of game, but if we see that the coaches are planning plays to Kirk to begin the game, that means they want to get him involved. They want to get him involved more. They're likely to get him involved more in the games going forward. Christian Kirk might be somebody that you can pick up now relatively cheap uh, in your fab, maybe not even on your first priority, and uh, start him for a little while here, or at least stash him until later in the season when he takes an even larger role away from Fitz. How about Jermaine Curse? This is likely uh, just a week or two. Now, Quincy Inunua has been losing work over the last handful of weeks. This week, Inunua went out with injury. He is already slated to be out for next week's game. When Inunua went out this week, Jermaine Curse got the bump. Ended up with 10 targets in that game this week. Nine catches, 94 yards in his absence. He's a guy that's going to get the uptick, so uh, plan to use him this week, maybe next week. We'll see how bad that Inuna injury is, but he is the guy that Darnold is looking for without his favorite target on the field. Now, to be fair, next two games are a couple of really tough matchups. That's Minnesota and Chicago. So temper expectations if you do pick him up, but... Uh, maybe a passable flex play for you over those next two while Anuna is out. And we'll see if he can manage to maintain the trust of Darnold. And, you know, we've seen Anuna already start to lose it a little bit. He could be worth something moving forward. How about Willie Sneed here? We're going to get to this point with the Baltimore Ravens a little bit later in uh, some of Bullfrog's notes. We'll talk about it. But Willie Sneed, uh, you know, if you want to get a piece of the wide receiving core this week specifically, Baltimore's playing against the New Orleans Saints, the worst team in the league against wide receivers, give up the most points. Uh, Sneed, John Brown, Crabtree, all these guys have been getting a lot of work. The ball's been spread out relatively well. Each week we have a new target leader. Willie Sneed was that target leader this past week, and, and his work has been improving week after week. Uh, in in this this game against those New Orleans Saints, you might want any piece of that. Willie Sneed is likely the one that's available on your waiver wire, so go swoop him up if you're looking to score in a big scoring game. 
now, Bullfrog's got a few mentions here that he just wants to point out to you guys. Most of these guys we have said before. He just really wants to make sure you go get them because they're still likely available. First is Baker Mayfield. You set, heard him say it time and time again. Baker did not have a great game this week. In fact, Baker's been sort of slow getting going after that spark plug game that he first came in. Still for only 42% owned. He's got Tampa Bay this week. You know how everybody on this show feels about Tampa Bay. Play your fucking boys against the Bucks. They're going to get it done. Atlanta did last week, and he's pretty convinced Baker's going to be able to do it next week. Uh, so get him now if you can. Taylor Gabriel, uh, he was my uh, flex option this past week. A little more than a flex option maybe going forward. He's got 27 of 32 targets so far on the year. You heard me say it previously, 100% catchable ball catch rate he's a guy that's getting a lot of work 23 percent of the target share going into this past week 30 percent of the end zone target share going into this past week and over the last couple of games the Bears have played Taylor Gabriel is all of a sudden going deep and Trubisky's throwing it to him deep I think he had a 35 and a 56 yard uh, reception this week one of each Hasn't scored a whole lot yet on the year, but if they start throwing it deep and Gabriel, Gabriel's the guy they trust going deep, probably somebody that you're going to want to have on your roster available in uh, 78% of leagues right now. Chester Rogers is another name, another name you've heard a bunch, only owned 16%. Now, Hilton will be coming back soon. Jack Doyle likely going to be coming back soon. These are two targets that Luck likes a lot. But as we said a couple of weeks ago, it looks like Chester Rogers has done enough work in Hilton's absence to uh, slide into that number two wide receiver role on the team. That's a role that is valuable on a team that throws the ball a ton because, let's face it, their rushing game is just not very good. Their offensive line is worse now than it was a week ago today. They continue to lose pieces, but Luck continues to manage to get it done downfield. Uh, Bullfrog would also like you to, to look at Justin Hardy, who is currently 0% owned. Let's say Ridley... Misses any time. You know he got that injury this past week. Looked pretty bad on the field. If he misses any time at all, Justin Hardy's likely going to be the guy to step in and play that third wide receiver role on this team behind Julio and Sanu. Uh, this is, as Bullfrog has said time and time again, a team that you want Every week, the Atlanta Falcons should not be slowed down. Most weeks, they're going to score a shitload of points. And if Justin Hardy does step in and fill in that Ridley role, you want to grab him to get a piece of that action. Now, here's a preview of what you can expect Bullfrog to say on Saturday's show coming up. He likes the Colts D for your waiver wire pickup this week. They are playing the Buffalo Bills, and he feels like that's enough set. Josh Allen has been bad, really fucking bad. I'm going to lose that Baker Mayfield Josh Allen bet. I'm sure of it. Uh, but yeah, if you can get that defense, even a Colts defense that has been just garbage against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, you should try to do that. There's positive point production from defenses playing against a team that turns the ball over a lot. Gives up a lot of sacks. Hadn't said it yet, but I am Dewey's Nuts. In case you forgot, this is your football fantasy. I'm the only one here. Uh, you haven't heard another voice for a reason. Bullfrog loves to be here, but he's got something more important going on, I guess. I don't know. Let's look at the smoke screen, guys. I've got a couple here for you. Guys that did really well this past week, but you should avoid. Like the goddamn Black Death. Peyton Barber's the first one uh, this past week. He, he kind of went off. Had a huge game. 
Finally, a big game. Finally, a nice average. He looked explosive. Finally, maybe, maybe it was a team coming out and putting Ronald Jones on the active roster saying, hey, Ronald Jones is likely to get a bunch of work, but you know he didn't. Uh, Peyton Barber stepped up, played well. However, this was against the Atlanta Falcons defense, giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs on the season. In fact, Atlanta has given up an average of 27.4 points to backs per game. There's been at least one 20-yard running back scorer each week against the Atlanta Falcons up until this week, where Peyton only put up 18 or so. Look, Peyton Barber still is just a 3.65 yard per carry back. That's even after this week's 6.3 yards. So it was a whole lot worse than that previous to that. Peyton gets, uh, in his next four, he gets Cleveland, Cincinnati, Carolina, Washington. These are not that incredibly juicy matchup that Atlanta was. None of these teams, all these teams are right about the middle of the pack as far as rushing uh, defenses go. I don't like any of those defenses against uh, mediocre at best running back in Peyton Barber. In fact, over the next three, four weeks, you're probably going to see Ronald Jones get used up a little bit as Peyton disappoints coming off of this big week. Don't touch him. How about Latavius Murray? Speaking of bad running backs and big games, 155 and a touchdown this week, but again, came against a shitty defense. Arizona's defense, the worst in the league against the run. Look, even if Dalvin Cook sits again next week. The Minnesota Vikings will be playing against a much tougher New York Jets defense. Uh, Murray's 3.5 yards per carry prior to this game is who he is behind this offensive line. He is not the 155 and a touch guy. Don't expect it. Let somebody else waste their fucking money on Latavius Murray. Maybe shoot your buddy a text saying, oh, I'm going to spend 20 bucks fab on Latavius Murray and then send another one immediately after saying, oops, wrong person, sorry. Maybe you can get him to spend a few of his dollars. Save yours for the guys we mentioned above. Uh, speaking of saving your fab money. You're dead to me. I've got a guy here that I want to point out as just being dead to me. Prior to the season, I was super fucking high on this wide receiver. Way higher than most. I think I had him ranked number 11 going into the draft. I rue that day. This is was almost as bad as my Tavon Austin call, apparently. That's Nelson Aguilar, guys. I have him on every single one of my fantasy teams. And if he hadn't played on Thursday night this past week... I'd have dropped him on Saturday when I was making my roster moves. Look, he's had five or less targets in three of Wentz's four games. And yes, this week he went for 91 yards against the New York Giants. But the New York Giants are bad, and that's just the best he's going to see. Not to mention, look, some of those came off balls that bounced off defenders or bounced off other receivers before he touched it. One fluky play where everybody just forgot he was on the field. Nelson Aguilar, even when he was getting those 15 targets a game, was not producing for fantasy. He's the rare guy that opportunity did not equal production. 
And now that opportunity is slipping away with Carson Wentz coming in here and finding other targets that he likes. Alshon Jeffrey coming back and swooping up those targets. Zach Ertz taking work. Guys, Nelson Aguilar is dead to me, and I will be dropping him shortly. Maybe I'll offer him uh, and his name in a few package trades over the next few days, but nobody's going to take that shit, let's be honest. Let's, let's talk trades here for a minute, guys. We got some trade advice for you. Trade deadline's a handful of weeks away. you still got time to make some moves to improve that lineup. Bullfrog wants to point to those Baltimore Ravens, as I teased earlier. He says that the Ravens' schedule is shaping up to be very fantasy-friendly. I think he listed it on Saturday's show. The next five games are all super-plus matchups for just about everybody on that roster. So he wants you to go trade for John Brown. John Brown, who had a down week as far as opportunity this past week. So... Maybe the time to get him is now. He also wants you to look at getting Alex Collins. And while Alex Collins did have one of his better games this week, he's still been disappointing relative to where he was drafted. So these are two guys you might be able to go uh, tease away from your friends. Throw Nelson Aguilar in there on a trade and pick up one of these Baltimore Ravens. Here's my advice to you guys. At this point in the year, let's start looking at strength of schedule. We've got We're deep enough in the season... That when I say Atlanta's defense is the fifth worst against running backs, uh, all of a sudden we're at a point in the season where we have enough data that that starts to actually make some sense, right? After one, two, three games, who knows if one of those was super fluky. But after after six, you can start to trust this stuff a little bit. So we can look at strength of schedule moving forward rest of season. You can look at strength of schedule for the playoffs if you're in a position where you're pre- confident you're going to make the playoffs. Maybe you're 4-2, and 5-1. and one. It could be worth looking toward playoff strength of schedule and trying to trade for guys with easy goes in those uh, weeks 14, 15, 16. I'm going to give you really quickly the top five strength of schedules by position uh, over the next 11, well, six, week 6 to 16, so rest of season. All right, first up, quarterback position in this order. Cleveland's got the easiest strength of schedule remaining. Then Baltimore, Carolina, New Orleans, in Cincinnati. So that's Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Andy Dalton, all guys that you might want to consider looking to get on your rosters. For me, I highlighted Cincinnati and Andy Dalton here because Andy Dalton is one of those quarterbacks that I think he's consistent enough, more consistent than a Baker or a Joe Flacco, but he's not a huge stud name like Cam Newton or Drew Brees. So if you're going to trade for any of these guys, Dalton would be the one that I'd target because I think you can get the best value for price on a guy like that. At the running back position, top five easiest strength to schedule moving forward, that would be Arizona, Denver, Cleveland, Seattle, Oakland. So again, you're looking at David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, maybe Royce Freeman if you're if you're not over him already. Carlos Hyde's in there from Cleveland. You got Chris Carson, maybe even a Mike Davis, even though he disappeared last week, and a Marshawn Lynch. From Oakland to me, I highlighted that last one, Marshawn Lynch, which was a surprise to me, but I did it for a similar reason. Your Marshawn Lynch owner probably undervalues what he's done so far this season. Good chance you can get him and feel good about starting him week in and week out. Chris Carson, Mike Davis, still not really sure about that. I feel like Carlos Hyde would be too hard to get. That Denver running running uh, backfield is is too up and down. I think this last week, Philip Lindsay only had four carries, even though he seems to be the guy. 
And uh, David Johnson is David Johnson. At the wide receiver position, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Carolina, Cleveland, Dallas. Those are your easiest strength of schedules. I've highlighted Cleveland here. There's some options. Jarvis Landry has been bad and seems to be getting worse with Baker Mayfield, but he is still getting targets. That strength of schedule is going to get real cush starting next week with Tampa Bay. Maybe somebody you want to go trade for as his value seems to be as low as it's been all year. I don't trust Antonio Callaway, but obviously could get it done there as well. Tight ends, easiest schedule goes to Cleveland, Denver, Cincinnati, Seattle, Oakland. You hear a lot of these same teams over and over again because we kind of know who the bad teams are this year, and these these guys get to, get to face them. Uh, here I've highlighted Cincinnati again, mostly because C.J. Uzama, who is the starting tight end there, hasn't really got it going, isn't really in the flow yet with Andy Dalton, but I don't doubt that he's going to be, continues to get a huge bulk of the work. I think go for him. Yeah, maybe David Njoku is somebody you want to go trade for from that Cleveland side. Uh, maybe you want to you want to try to get uh, one of these Seattle tight ends, Ed Dixon coming back. Uh, maybe you're looking at Ed Dixon. Maybe Jared Cook from Oakland is your guy. Those, anyway, are the teams that have the easiest go. So if you're going to pick somebody, if you're going to look to trade for somebody, let's start looking at those strength of schedules moving forward. Maybe the playoff strength of schedules. I'll do that for you next week. Uh, but that's where you should start looking outside of just the stats so far on the season. Let's now move on and look at the Thursday preview. We got the Arizona Cardinals. We got the Denver Broncos. I believe this game is in Arizona. We got all capital letters here from the Bullfrog. It says, yuck, yuck, doesn't want much to do with this game. Uh, he says, start David Johnson, sit everybody else. I don't exactly agree with that. Um, I also think you should start David Johnson. I think you should start Philip Lindsay as well. These are two of the worst run defenses in the league. I think the worst and the eighth worst uh, in the league this week. So let's watch some fireworks on the ground. At the same time, these are two of the better defenses against quarterbacks and wide receivers. So for me, yes, sit Keenum, sit Emmanuel Sanders, sit Demarius Thomas. For sure going to be facing Patrick Peterson. Uh, sit Christian Kirk. Sit Larry Fitzgerald. Even at a home game. Not getting it done. The other guy that I would consider playing here. Would be Ricky Seals-Jones. Look guys. Five targets on average for Ricky Seals-Jones. On the season. That's pretty good for a tight end. And Denver is absolutely awful against the tight end. All of them that have played against him have done well. You know, if you can get yourself eight points from a Ricky Seals-Jones this week, maybe 60 yards and a score and get yourself more than eight points, I think you'll be doing just fine, and you could do worse. RSJ may end up being a streamer for me this week, depending on his ownership. But if y'all listen and go pick him up, I won't have that option. Finally, our prediction for the score of this game. We split here. Bullfrogs got Arizona winning the game at home. Low-scoring game, 20-17. to I also think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Again, ground game for both is going to get it going. Uh, slow, slow, keep the ball out of the air. But I think Denver's going to take it down. I just think they're a better overall team. That defense is a whole lot better as far as I'm concerned. Give me a 24-13 to victory for the Denver Broncos. And you know what that means. When we split, one of the two of us is taking a shot. Ain't going to be me. 
Uh, here's a spoiler for next week. Shitload of shots going to be taken. And I feel like I won't be taking a ton of them. All right, fuckos, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, go get on your waiver wires. Go win your waiver wires. Go fuck with your friends. Make some good trades. Come back to us on Saturday for our regular show where we will entertain and we will inform. For now, fuck off. I've got some football to watch. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.